Hey friends, it's Eric Hulkren and welcome to this episode of the podcast. On today's episode, we are talking to Bob and Michelle Fish from Bigby Coffee and One Big Island in Space. And as I said, my guests today, Bob and Michelle, how are you today? Fabulous. I mean, awesome. super fun. A yeah. beautiful day in West Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Yes, yes it is. So we are here today to talk about One Big Island in Space, and I want to get into all of this. But Michelle, I want to go back a couple steps and talk about maybe the nexus of One Big Island in Space and then talk about what it does and what it's going to do going forward. But can you maybe take me back to where this came from and how it became what it is today? Sure. It all started with a meeting Bob had with uh, the people from the Living Hope Ministries in Novi, about this project they were involved with in Zambia, uh, where they were, they had uh, built an orphanage and the orphanage was building a coffee farm to, so that the orphanage would be more sustainable. And they wanted to see if there was a way for Big B to get involved. And uh, Bob's like, well, let's go take a look. And he asked me if I wanted to go. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> um, and when we got there, I, uh, we were just, completely blown away by the level of commitment uh, that, and, and the, the change that coffee could make in a place. Um, not only was the coffee supporting the orphanage, but the coffee had also transformed lives of people there in the community. It provided jobs where there had been none. Uh, there, there's a woman in particular who had given up part of her land to the coffee farm in exchange for the promise of employment. And now she is She's been able to build her own house and she's built several rental houses and she's sending her grandkids to school. And I mean, that knock on change is really powerful. And um, it's really something that uh, on behalf of Big B, Bob wanted to be involved in. And from that, we thought about different ways we would tell that story and sort of what would the overall umbrella be. And uh, really what we're trying to do here is shrink the world, right? The, uh, People are the same everywhere. Everybody wants the same thing. They want a better life for their children. They want to feel safe. They want to have access to, to food and, you know, uh, shelter. Uh, and so the idea of one big island in space is that's really what we are. It's this, we're all on the earth and it's just one big island floating around in space. Just to reinforce that one, one planet, one people, one community. Uh, and, and, you know, what, what mushroomed out of that then, of course, was the, the mission, the goal of uh, having BB Coffee be 50% farm direct by 2023. And uh, we we were sort of racing along on that uh, pre-COVID pre and 15 or 15% of BB Coffee is now farm direct. And, 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 you know, by farm direct, what we mean is we've uh, built a relationship directly with a farmer and we're trying to make sure that they are treating their people right and they're treating the planet right and that they're investing in their community. Uh, but uh, COVID put, put a, a pause on that, but we still have plenty of time to get to our 50. And Bob, the one big island in space has been an entity, but was sort of officially rolled out to the Big B world on Earth Day this year. Can you talk about the decision to do that and sort of what the response has been from the community? 
Well, I mean, everybody digs one big on in space. There's no doubt about it. You know, there, there's nothing there's nothing ugly or bad about it, right? It's just, <laughs> it's all good work uh, for all the right reasons, right? And really, we're, we're just trying to uh, make sure that, that, that coffee itself is sustainable and the people that are producing the coffee are sustainable also, right? And, and for those that don't know, coffee as a, as a crop is, is, is at risk, right? It's, it's at risk because of climate change, uh, where wet areas are getting wetter and dry areas are getting drier. And so, for example, there's a, there's a condition that happens called rust on a coffee plant that will essentially defoliate it. And, and those wet areas getting wetter are getting more and more rust. And so because of that, farms are just shutting down. Uh, on, on the other hand, there's also sort of a, a nefarious commodity activity, right? We talk about uh, eliminating the brokers and going directly to the farmer. But a lot of these farmers, when they're paid by these brokers and through the traditional commodity pathway, are being paid less for their coffee than it actually takes to produce it. And then the same effect happens, meaning that farms are, are, are closing down, right? So, uh, so we get a chance on this rollout, as, as you just mentioned, to tell people about what we've been doing, right? And, we wanted a, a slow build up to one big on in space because we didn't want to come out and say, okay, we're going to go 50% farm direct, give us a pat in the back and, uh, and see you later. We actually wanted to build some relationships so people could see that our intent was sincere. Uh, and we wanted to build content, right? And, and our content is, is uh, posted on our blog, which is onebigoninspace.com with two Gs. Uh, but the other kind of content that we do is sort of coffee authority, authenticity kind of content. And those are through our coffee videos, right? And that really was birthed out of our COVID experience. It's like, okay, we can't go to farms right now, but we could teach people a lot more about coffee techniques and we could teach people a lot more about coffee in general. And hey, wouldn't that be good too? Even from the first episode, the authority was of no question, right? You were getting lots of great information. But if you look at that first episode to the <laughs> one that you just posted, what, a week ago, you guys have built a legitimate television show. Can you talk about the creative energy be between the two of you? Because it has been so amazing to watch this part of it. I mean, the work that you're doing is absolutely you know, groundbreaking, amazing, and all the things that you should be doing. But then this other thing popped up because of COVID. Can you guys talk about what the process has been and kind of the the evolution of this thing that is now literally a television show on YouTube? Well, I, first of all, uh, kudos to our our son Dylan, who uh, is the one who has, you know, he he'll be like, "Mom, I watched that episode. The lighting sucks." <laughs> <laughs> Microphones, you know. So he's really he's been our uh, our technical guide from afar. Uh, but you know, it, it was it was meant to be fun from the beginning. It was something for us to do together. Uh, we were uh, you know in our in our condo together for a year, and that's great because we love each other very much and we enjoy each other's company. But to have a great uh, fun kind of project. Uh, just to organize the time in quarantine was uh, pretty special. We decided from the beginning that um, that Bob needed to tap into his inner Mr. Rogers. 
Oh, and, like and, the- and, and <laughs> let me just pause you for a second and say this last episode is spot on Fred Rogers. Like it is quintessential <laughs> Fred Rogers from stem to stern. <laughs> so that that is definitely a part of my handsome husband. And it was a, it was about turning that dial up to 11 um, and just making it, you know, much like Big B itself, just making these techniques, these drinks, um, these things that we come up, these pieces of equipment more accessible. Uh, because it's really easy to look at, you know, something like the the flare, and and think that maybe you might be able to hit a baseball with it. But how on earth would you make a, an espresso? You know. Sure. Um, and Bob is is just really good at at breaking that down so it's simple and it's approachable. Bob, you're coming to us. If you're listening to the audio version, we'll link to the video version. But in the video version, we can see that you and Michelle are not in the same place. And you are in what are known as the Obis Labs, which is this amazing new thing that you guys are doing. Can you talk about when this came to be and what it does? I mean, the Obis Lab is a little bit of a skunk works for coffee, right? It's where the most creative components can happen. And that's on, on coffee sampling you know, because as you can imagine, we get a lot of samples from farms and so on and so forth. So actually cupping those particular samples, uh, but also working on coffee technique. And, and you know, uh, even when you follow coffee technique from, uh, let's say, manufacturer's recommendation, there's always some tweaks and some twists and some turns that people uh, need to know about and learn about. And, you know, I just sort of live with these processes until I'm comfortable with them and then try to communicate those to, to folks in an approachable manner. But, you know, the Obis Lab was created partly as a film studio because although it was charming to come out of our home, at some point, our, our dining room, our living room, uh, and, and parts of our guest bedrooms were all housing our lighting, our microphones, our product, and all that kind of thing. And it was a little much, right? So we needed, we needed a place where these things could be worked on and developed and so on and so forth. But the other part of the Obis Lab here is we have, we have on order uh, a seven pound sample roaster so that we can begin uh, roasting these samples when they come in right away, but also to work on those particular uh, roasting techniques too. So it won't be just uh, about uh, tips and tricks on how to make coffee, but uh, for those that, that are into this, uh, tips and trips, uh, tricks in terms of you know how to roast coffee too. But Obus will uh, likely end up developing its own uh, single origin coffees based on these farm direct relationships. Some of those will be available directly through Big B Coffee. Some of them will be available directly through Obus. One big wow. on space is, is our is our shortened version of Obus. Yes, absolutely. Or the other way around, I think. <laughs> so, Michelle, what is what does travel look like for you guys? I mean, you guys just came off of a trip uh, over to Texas and, and in and around those areas, um, which I know is a story in and of itself, but not for today. But what is um, what does this travel for one big island in space look like going through the rest of this year and into 2022? Right. Well, you know, we are. I think we we might have mentioned this before we came on air, but Bob and I are both max bags, um, and so. The first few boxes we have to check on that are family boxes. Uh, my mother lives on her own in Virginia, uh, so we're, we've got a trip on the books to go see her. Uh, my father-in-law and his wife live in San Diego. And then there's our kid, Dylan, who has been uh, sequestered in his 500-square-foot apartment in Seattle for 14 months. And he's going to be Max back, so we're, you know, those had to come first. Uh, and then we're, we're kind of threading the needle with uh, a harvest time. 
um, for, for South America and Central America, that tends to be uh, November, December, January, February, kind of that range. Um, it's a little sooner than that in Africa. Um, so we're, we're trying to figure out how we can weave together those trips. And also there is still the issue that even though we may be max facts, not necessarily every country in the world wants us right now. Sure. Yep. Um, some are very difficult to get into. And uh, once you've gotten into them, they're difficult to get home from. So there, there are just a lot of moving parts, but we're working on that. I would imagine that we will be uh, like August, September, somewhere in there will be our first trip. Um, might well be to Africa. I don't want to make any promises yet. Sure. Uh, definitely will be uh, revisiting our partners in Zambia, but there are some other farms in the region that we are very interested in getting to. Uh, same thing when we go to Central America, uh, we want to go see our partners in, in Nicaragua, but we've got some great leads uh, in Guatemala and Honduras and yeah, there are big things coming. So, you know, I don't think you'll you'll be able to get a hold of us basically either in the fourth quarter of this year or the first quarter of next year. We'll we'll be booked. And you know, uh, we're just talking about the, the the YouTube videos that we do that we call Bean Basics, and and they're posted on the YouTube channel One Begone in Space. There's another little uh, snippet that we do called Coffee Cocktails, and that's that's just for fun. You know, those are drinks that are either made with uh, uh, coffee, coffee liqueur. Or coffee liquor but the other two series that we're going to do so as you know michelle is an excellent writer and and that's how we have the the beauty of that blog and that storytelling that's really amazing where you can learn about the farmers and their particular journey and so on and for us it's really important to put a name a face and a place to every coffee for our consumer for our owner operators and for our baristas but where the other series we'll, we'll, we'll be adding onto youtube one has nothing to do with travel, but it's called How Is It Made, right? So like we, we cover coffee techniques that are basically at home and for the consumer. We, we cover a uh, farm, but we don't cover the manufacturing process. So like, let's say, how is it made from a roasting perspective? Uh, but we also will do a series on how is it made from a tea perspective and how is it made from a, uh, our sauces, our syrups and so on for Big D Coffee. But the last one will be sort of, and you'll appreciate this, uh, a, a travel series. So while we're in the field, we'll do more this time YouTube videos along with the blog posts. Uh, but it'll be sort of like Anthony Bourdain meets Mr. Rogers, right? So Anthony Bourdain in the sense that it's exotic places, but you know me from a persona perspective, I can't get it much above Mr. Rogers. <laughs> well, let me just, if you need a camera guy, I'm that show is a show I would like to work on. Yeah, so of course. If you need right? a camera guy, Anthony Bourdain, Mr. Rogers, I'm, I'm your guy. Let me yeah, know. Yeah, 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 no. And, you know, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because, you know, one of our goals, uh, and this is, this is, this may be the ultimate goal for both Michelle and I on a personal level, but is to take as many people we can to origin, to farm, right? Because it's a life-changing experience. And, and we've, we've done this already with our partners in Nicaragua. Uh, that's in a town called Inotega. The estate is called El Recreo. We've brought uh, owner operator there. We brought people from the home office. We've brought other people like vendors along, but uh, we have a very special relationship, especially in Nicaragua. We'll probably in the fourth and the first quarter go there three times. Each time we'll bring up to eight to 10 people with us. And uh, so, 
yes, if you're serious about going, we definitely have you. Uh, you don't I, even have to bring your I, equipment, uh, so to speak. But here's what we know. When you go, it's a life-changing experience, right? People are so disassociated from where coffee comes from, how it's grown, uh, who are the people that make it, and so on and so forth. But once you go and you have that, that full understanding, the idea of drinking a cup of coffee changes altogether. You've thrown this idea out, but the way people would uh, would kind of get on that list to know when we're going, where we're going, and what opportunities are, is you'd go to our blog, One Big Island in Space, with big with two G's, dot com, and you'd hit on contact, and you would say, gee, I really want to go to a coffee farm. And while you're doing that, if you want one of those fancy t-shirts, like the one that Bob's wearing on my screen, mm -hmm. it's down there, One Big mm -hmm. Island in Space, we'll send you one free. Um, and so you would tell me uh, what your t-shirt size is and what your home address is, uh, and I'd be happy to send you one. Uh, we are, we're not a staff, so it really will be me that gets your email, that packs up the t-shirt, that pops it in the mail, all of that. Um, Bob does sign a little postcard when we... <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. But you know what, uh, Eric, we got 250 people on that list, and we just want more. Yeah, uh, and, but people are turned on by this. And well, and, and what I was going to say, Bob, is like you and I have talked over the last year about, you know, where coffee came from, historically speaking, yeah. how coffee became the thing that took the place of beer on the, you know, the working lines when we figured out That's that probably wasn't a great idea. And then <laughs> how, you know, we've just gathered ideas around coffee over the next hundred years once we made that switch. And I, I think what you've seen in the last 14 or 15 months is people are pining to understand their world because everything else doesn't make sense. And if they oh. can just figure out how mm -hmm. coffee is made or yeah. who that impacts, that yeah. gives them something to anchor reality to because right now it feels really floaty. That's right. And, and you know, uh, and, and this is the thing about One Big On in Space. It, it's not just who it impacts, but how it impacts them, right? So by, by building relationship with the folks in El Recreo in Nicaragua, for example, they were able to pay their workers more. And that's, that's not easy to do in Nicaragua. You actually have to get government permission to do that. Uh, but also for the first time in their lives, those workers at the end of the season, the permanent workers were uh, able to receive a bonus, right? And that bonus was $250. And that doesn't sound like a very big bonus here, uh, but there, that might as well have been $10,000. I mean, that is that is just so much resource for those particular. But, you know, for a consumer uh, or even the folks that are working inside of Big B Coffee to know that, that the product that we're serving is also doing good in the world and not really uh, uh, costing anybody any extra money. What we're doing is taking money away from brokers and giving it directly to the farmer. Uh, it's just really a beautiful thing. Uh, not only does the farmer know that this year, this is the price they're getting for their coffee, but they know it going forward. So that, that allows them to make investments in their people and investments in the farm that they wouldn't be able to do otherwise. It also, it also gives the employees confidence that, you know, all right, it's good now, but my job's going to be good next year too. So if I want to, if I want to pay to send my child to school, I can, I can afford to make that investment in my own children yeah. because I know I'm still going to have a job next year, you know? Uh, that that it, it it leads to generational change, which is really powerful.
And I don't know anyone who can't be excited about generational change. So, Michelle, (laughs) one more time, if somebody wants to reach out to you guys, what's the website and how do they do that? www.onebigislandinspace, big with two Gs, dot com. And you would uh, click on the connect button and send me an email that says if you'd like to go on a farm trip and also what your T-shirt size is and also what your home address is. And uh, we'll put you on the list. We'll... uh, that, that list, we call them our T-shirt army. Uh, they they kind of have the inside scoop on everything, Obis. Mm-hmm. So um, all kinds of, uh, like a regular communication. Maybe once a week, I promise you, we will not overwhelm you with emails. <laughs> and I write all of them. So if you don't like them, you can write me back and tell me so. It's not a bot. Um, uh, but that's how, you, that's how you kind of get on the inside scoop. This idea of uh, label marketing, right? So, you know, you, you go buy a bag of coffee and it says fair trade and organic on it, right? But but there's no context to that, right? So organic just means it, it's it's not, there's no petrochemicals in use in the process. Fair trade means somebody along the line is getting a fair wage, a fair price. I'm not really sure. Uh, One Big on Space goes uh, a lot farther than that. You have to understand that, that, that we won't include somebody in our, portfolio that we haven't verified with boots on the ground ourselves, but we're trying to get it beyond you're buying USDA organic and beyond you're just buying fair trade. You're actually connecting with the people and the place that is so important to us. Absolutely. Bob, Michelle, the work that you are doing is absolutely incredible. As I said before, it's always a pleasure to get to spend some time with you guys. Have a wonderful week and we'll talk again soon. Right on. Thanks so much. And there they go. As Michelle was saying, if you want to get in contact because you want to go visit a farm or get more information about Farm Direct Coffee, you do that at one big island in space with two G's.com. Till next time, make sure you like, review, and share this podcast wherever you're listening to it. I'm Eric Hulkerin, and this is the Michigan's Best Podcast.